Good evening, wrestling fans. It is Friday, June 30th, the end of the month already, and I'm sitting here. It's the very first GWH TV talk radio show on the Georgia Wrestling History News Network. Gabba Gabba Hey. I am Kenny J from the TV show here with John Stoney Cannon. Not from not from the TV show. Okay, sure. And uh, we've got a few, a uh, couple others sitting in with us tonight. We've got um, Mike Garrett over there. Um, many shout outs to him. He's a big fan of Disco Inferno. And sitting next to him, we've got um, Will Wheeler. Will Wheeler. That's right. Sorry, your name was escaping me for a second there. <laughs> he was Sid Vicious, or, or our our uh, representation of in our Halloween special last fall. Uh, he's also a high school coach and a former wrestling referee. Anything you guys want to say? We're here. Yeah, yeah baby. Let's do it. And, and i got, and I got to say, I love it. Uh, I know that uh, you guys out in podcast land, you can't see it, but representing very well Georgia. Will's got on a Bulldog, Bulldog shirt. Go and and Mike's got on. New Day shirt. New Day shirt. My daughter and bought it for me. Xavier Woods. Who? My daughter bought it. For daughter. Me. His daughter also oh. a wrestling fan. Scott, huge. Matter of fact, um, uh, she hung out. The, uh, we watched the Money in the Bank pay per view over here a little while ago, and that was um, it was all right. <laughs> so uh, many thanks, yeah. and um, and also we we also want to thank Mike for for. Uh, for hosting us here to kind of chill on this one here, so uh, certainly, certainly, we're in we're in Mike's abode tonight for our show. Welcome, that's welcome, right. you Good all. Stuff. That's right, Mike. Mike has has put away the hookers and the blow for the night, so we're good to go. We're good to go. You are safe. Your virginity, Kenny J, is safe. Nothing's going to happen. I promise. Now, whatever you say. Well, just like the TV show, we're going to start off tonight with our opening bell segment. This is where we just kind of, we go over some, you know, today in wrestling history and some birthdays and talk about some news. And uh, we do have some birthdays today on June 30th. First off, we have Terry Funk, the NWA Georgia and Tag Champ and the NWA World Heavyweight Champ. Terry Funk, also uh, uh, ECW. Oh, great. How old is he? He's like, what, 105 <laughs> and still <laughs> wrestling, I think? He is. He's still, man, still getting YouTube hits. And also his dad was... One of the architects of a lot of the boys' homes in it, uh, Dory Funk Senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B- back in the day, you know, one of my, one of the, uh, one of my favorite. It's 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 what from one of the uh, documentaries I think is uh, uh, the one where they follow uh, follow him and he's getting out of bed the next morning. Oh, and yeah. It's just him and the D's got his DVDs yeah. and he's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, but then I think he like wrestles like uh, ECW that night, and they like throw him through like nine tables. Is that the same like. one where they're showing him X-rays. And, like, I, how, I think how, so. How much oh, yeah. he doesn't have left of his shoulders and knees. I, th- I think so. I don't. You know, it's probably a tie between between who is going to wrestle their their last match at the oldest age between him and Gypsy Joe. 
Mm. Literally, I don't, I don't think. Literally, I don't, I don't think Funk will ever die. I think he'll outlive us. The, you know, he'll you, outlive Keith Richards. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, you know. Then they have in common. Mm-mm. They have both had a wrestler throw them through a whole bunch of chairs. The only difference is, is one of them was in an empty arena, and the other one was at indie show. Lance, Lance. Hey, yeah. I'm here. I'm ready to wrestle. Where is Lawler? I told well, you that he, the son of a bitch didn't hey, have enough guts to come on down here. Was it Ice? Ice? No, no. Iceman Parsons? No. no I think the, it was Jerry Lawler. He was the, no, 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 no. That was Funk. Who threw Gypsy Joe? The crazy wrestler. Oh, uh, like like, uh, like Jack. Like new like Jack. Yeah, New yeah. Jack. Like there's new just Jack. one. Yeah. Right. Like there's a new one. He kind of took it like a man to be this age too. Oh like, yeah, golly, man. Yeah, yeah. At what point? So so happy birthday. To the Funker? Definitely, definitely. Who else? Uh, Let's see. uh, We have Alicia Fox from Florida. Uh, We were talking a little bit before we started recording. Uh, Mike knows a little bit about um, this birthday girl. He was, uh, Mm I don't know. I was just giving her props for being back on TV finally. She's been with the company a while, like Will said. And uh, I do know her sister's a cheerleader for the Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Oh, cool. That is nice. I've never seen a picture. They have of a very nice stadium. Yeah, yeah. Driven by there, it's cool. I haven't never seen a not pretty cheerleader on the sidelines. <laughs> so. There you go. So she's a, uh, but, but she's bad. But what do you think about the whole? It's the same thing. The whole crazy, yeah. crazy chick thing. I mean, I don't know. I thought um, it was a psychotic girlfriend. I'm still trying to get same in thing. That, I'm still trying yeah. to get into the cruiserweight section of of WWE. Like it's that's when I usually take a break. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Let the dog and, and they've they've got her with a with one of the cruiserweight guys. And, and he's really, <laughs> and he he's really, eh. yeah. So, I don't I don't really know I don't really know. You know, usually when you put two people together, it's usually to kind of like benefit one or the other. I'm not really sure if if that tag team pairing right there is really a benefit to anybody. True, and, and he's one of those that's just extra hard to get over. Just his, his whole appearance and character, kind of like the vault villains. So it was just kind of hard to get. Those <laughs> which guys is sad because I love the vault. They villains. were different. Oh, they were very man. different. Yeah, but sad oh, to say, Warner's were... still there. They fired the other guy. They did. They mm-hmm. didn't let him go. They should put gentleman Jack, the guy that does the headstand in the corner. They should put him with the other one. He, he oh, is. That, he that is, would have been. He's over. one of my faves. He is right he's now. Good. I like him. He's, he's different. Good. He's. He kind of reminds me. I mean, he's different, but. I think what I like about him is is when we in NXT when we first saw Daniel Bryan, immediately I was like, "There's something about this guy. He is so simple, but there's something about maybe it was his wrestling or something. He was so good." And yeah, I felt that way the first time I saw Finn. Finn Balor, yeah. I was like, I think he could be the next huge superstar. I don't know why, but yeah, but it seems like the booking and the creative is just he just seems to be languishing. I mean, yeah. That was a good little pairing with the Hardys the other night, but just yeah. they just lanks for that. Just they just got to bring the demon out. Just bring the demon out. I think that would really get over. Yeah, and by the demon, he means Finn Balor. He doesn't mean yeah. the demon kiss guy from <laughs> WCW from the lowest ranked <laughs> WCW Monday Nitro ever. How do we so. get from Alicia to Finn? <laughs> it's great. It's just it's, yeah. it's, it's like the seven degrees yeah. of Tom Cruise or it whatever is. it is. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. We're talking Kevin about pretty Bacon. people. There you go. There you go. All right. So, what other birthday people we have? Oh man, we've got Scott Dawson, a North Carolina wrestler, and he is one half of the revival. He was speaking of you know tag teams that came up from NXT 
they are getting a pretty big push right now. Right now. They had one earlier, didn't they? And it kind of staled out for whatever reason. I don't know if somebody got hurt. Yeah, I'm thinking it was the new date, the, the Coffee Kingston injury. Right on. Right on. This, it was kind of come and go, and they brought him back. I'm like, okay, we're going to do this again. <clears throat> but I don't have nothing bad to say about him. Because, you know, they kind of popped him up in the whole um, the whole Enzo Cass attack thing, which... If you remember, we saw one of them wrestle uh, in Augusta... Two times ago, hmm. um, just one half of the revival. Hmm. I might have been getting popcorn. Um, <laughs> we'll have to ask Brother Joe. Which one yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe seems to remember some of that stuff. Some and the bat that Dalton is Jim Cornette approved. I said, "My God, this is I've never." It, it, it still stands out as the biggest diamond in a turd that I've ever experienced to see this guy working on that show. It was just far and away. Uh, you you knew he's got it. He's a natural. Raving about Dawson from the revival. He had met him in ROH tryout, and uh, he was raving about him. There you go. And he said he was one of the more polished wrestlers he had seen on ROH when he was doing ROH. Well, well they definitely he went over in NXT. Honest. Yeah. Well, they, they, they definitely went over in NXT. Mm, they did. But, but the question is, is... Who is going to be the right pairing for them now that they've moved up? Mm, that's, that's hard to say. They keep moving tag teams from brand to brand, too. So, no. like New Days Now with uh, SmackDown Live. Yeah. It's changing. And then they just broke up uh, who you just said, Enzo and Cass. Enzo and Cass, yeah. So, we'll see. That's a, that's a moving target right there, the tag teams. Yeah, I think they can't. What do they say? They went around a block to like go five feet with the whole end zone cast <laughs> they thing. Did. Look what they did to the Usos. Made them this whole from the loving, kid friendly tag team to now the street tag team, which I like. It's kind of working. Yeah. For it, them. it is. It's I do like it, man. They, they should have did that from the beginning. But it's a whole 360. They're just the tag teams. Crazy. You never know from week to week. Yeah. Uh, not I even really sure. It was. I didn't know what was happening when the bear suits came off. On uh, it was Bo Dallas and Axel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no. it's bad you got second generation stars, but you don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Just put them in bear suits. But the tie-in, I guess, <laughs> is put the, them movie, in movies. the Marine yeah. Five movie. They all starred in it, and like we're on location together for a month. No. So, all right, cool, cool, cool. So, um, anybody else? Any other birthdays? We've got Cody Rhodes, aka Stardust, one of Dusty Rhodes' sons. And uh, recently, on June 23rd, that was very recently, it was only a week ago, uh, he was on ROH Best in the World. He took on Jay Lethal. He won the belt. He wasn't even signed on to ROH. Yep, yep. He is considered the top, what is it like? Well, every every organization has a top free agent. They do, but I think he's like the modern day Ric Flair right now. So. Oh, without a doubt. Except he's not carrying a belt around, but I mean, it's yeah. still, he's doing good. And the thing about Cody Rhodes was back when he was high school when he won the state championship in Georgia 5A, um, historical fact that he actually, when he was there, had brought the biggest crowds to high school wrestling matches in the state in Georgia in Georgia high school wrestling history. Granted, when he the crowning moment was when senior year wins the state championship, and when he wins the championship, DDP and Dusty Rhodes run out to congratulate him. Let's be honest about something technical, you know, as far as in-ring ability and stuff. Cody might be the best Rhodes. I mean, that's a bold statement, but Cody in the ring, even his daddy, you know, it's like, hey, that guy's ability. That's no, crazy. No. 
Well, I mean, if if, if you really think of of the style, I mean, I mean, Dusty was really more of a. A lot of his his fights were bloody Slobber brawls, yeah. you know. Um, um, Goldust, Dustin, you know, same thing. He was kind of you know made to be like a, a chip off the yeah. the old. The, you remember when he used to do the just like his dad? Yeah. Little, uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was funny because we were we were talking about we were talking about um, uh, you were talking about the whole Stardust thing and and how it was kind of you know they kind of jobbed him out to kind of like do the gold dust com- yeah. gold dust companion but how many people could actually like take on a character like that not many. and own it not many and, and be and, genuine with it where the fans don't feel like it's just you know just fake not he, many he owned it I mean to the point that to the point that he's he smacked his dad you know so I mean and and probably Probably one of the, the greatest things is the three of them getting to work together before sure. before Dusty passed away. So it actually ended up being a, a pretty amazing thing. But it's 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 cool to see him in kind of leave and get away from that. Yeah. And he seems to be doing pretty good. The stuff in TNA was <clears throat> as good as it can be for yeah for TNA. He, I'm sure he, he had a lot of control of what he's doing right now and. As I mentioned before, we went on the air. He's making money right now. Making I mean, money every time he comes out of his house, he's making money. So, and 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 not the worst character to come out of the the Rhodes family. Yeah. I mean, we were talking earlier about about seven Dustin doing seven in WCW, but Dustin was also like a darker version of Goldust yeah. in TNA. That was pretty awful where he walked around with a little rat in a cage that I don't even think was a real rat. <laughs> so, yeah. uh... Yeah, I will say they've done no matter what it was, what was asked of them. Do you remember Dustin Rhodes fighting in a hay truck going down the road? Oh, you're talking about the, uh, black, <laughs> with the black top bully? I oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Was back in the day, I mean, and it was somebody who ever rang the bell, I think, at the front of the truck. Um, good lord and I, I heard years later afterward that was somewhere outside of Jonesboro Georgia where they kind of filmed that but oh, wow. literally like the guy won't turn down anything if he's asked to do it <laughs> and they, nobody in the family and the, when you look at the Rhodes family look at the in-laws of the Rhodes family I mean for one Tugboat I didn't know that is actually Cody Rhodes uncle oh wow I did not and know Sags is Cody Rhodes uncle hmm all right. Well, great stuff, guys. Uh, this is a good opening to our show tonight. Yeah, good stuff so far. Happy birthday! Yeah, definitely. Happy birthday, birthday to all birthday. of our birthday boys and the birthday girl. And our new Ring of Honor champion. Definitely. Cody Rhodes. Definitely. So we, we have to make note, though, that Jay Lethal held that title for a good long time. And, and Jay Lethal, also at one time a pretty hot wrestler in TNA, when TNA was a lot hotter than it is now. Um, come on. Jay Lethal, character, tied to WWE. Who was he? Mm. Come on. Who did he gimmick? Who did he mimic? Sheldon? Yeah. Lab Machismo! Who we had on the show on the uh, TV show. That's right, two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, so. Cool. All right. Cool. We're going to hop off for a little bit. You know, check out with some sponsors a little bit. See what's up with that. We'll be back in just a minute. Because we ain't getting paid. Yeah, someone else is. We're just going to act like it. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Stoney from GWH TV. 
If you're like me and dig your wrestling old school and from the South, check out Georgia Wrestling History Online for archives, current area indie shows and results, plus cool discussions on GWH Radio. Just visit gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. Georgia Wrestling History, capturing the legends of yesterday and covering the stars of today. You wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest classic wrestling in the world. GWH on the Georgia Wrestling History Network. Classic matches, classic look, just classic. Check us out on the GWH website and at facebook.com backslash GWHTV. Welcome back, folks, from that little commercial break right there. Kenny J with Stoney here, and tonight we have, again with us, Will Wheeler, Mike Garrett, talking about some good old-fashioned wrestling. That's right. Well, you know, i got to say, the best part about that commercial break is, uh, unlike when you're watching TV, there was nothing in it that can make me want to go to McDonald's. That's true. Good stuff. That's true, because that's something you don't need all the time. No, I don't think anybody really needs McDonald's. (laughs) No way. But anyway, uh, we're moving on to our Made in the South segment. As you can see, this does kind of parallel our TV show a little bit. Um, Yawn. (laughs) Basically, what's going on here is that I'm going to be talking about with you guys some wrestlers that were, you know, started out in the South a long time ago, but now they're pretty hot in the modern scene. I'm going to throw some names out, a bit of a name call. We're going to start off R-Truth and Gold Dust. What do you guys think about those guys? Interesting interesting duo, especially the Gold Dust. Dustin Rose started off white meat baby like his daddy. <laughs> and then R-Truth was uh, Get Rowdy. Yeah. And kind of like Alicia, glad to see them back on TV. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're feuding against each other, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But still. still well, I kind of like the... Uh, the gold dust getting back to old gold dust, though, yeah. instead of the twitchy gold dust. And doing vignettes again. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Yes, yes. Um, although I'm not really 100% sure with this whole startup match that they had, where it kind of lasted about two minutes, where he came out and hurt our truth, and that was the end of the match, and I'm not sure where. I don't know. Maybe maybe this maybe they're leading up to like headline a pay per view with this one. Oh, I actually missed what you were referring to, but my daughter was telling me about it. Gotta be honest, but um, I don't know. Hopefully, it will be on pay per view, and hopefully, it won't be the dark match for sure. <laughs> both of them, uh, both of them, in addition to uh, to doing stuff in WWE, both veterans of WCW and TNA. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's cool. Our truth, you know, I'm not really sure about you know him trying to do the response. The what is it? The hard truth, like yeah. TV kind of <laughs> production. Yeah. But uh, but Dustin in the role of the really really <clears throat> gold dust is a lot better than the you know I have a twitch. Yeah. Gold I'm dust. Awkward. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's kind of cool. So. But they've kind of brought them along here and there for a while there because you know didn't they they win the they they came close a few times I know Goldust yeah. with with uh, with his brother won the titles 
Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, it, it, my question is, is it case, are they really giving them a push because they fell in need of the push, or are they looking to fill space? Are they just wasting Keep writing. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think what they should do is because uh, you do know R-Truth has sold, like, he sold this last thing that he came to the ring with. Yeah. Right, like, on iTunes, he sold, he got a check for thousands of dollars. Um, it was it was actually in Forbes magazine. Like, R-Truth had made mm-hmm. a, a pretty comparable to his salary on this one song. I think he should do a Gold Dust diss track. Oh yes, no, that would be awesome. And you talk about people, it would it would definitely overshadow the uh, big baller brand Miz TV segment. That's for sure, and it would make it more real. Yeah, and 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 then we could we could have a lot of fun with this one because then we can see if Goldust can kind of like create the comeback. Yeah, the uh, and then it could be the whole East Coast West Coast. Rap battle <laughs> yeah. to, to start. You know, maybe we get John Cena involved. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, di- all right, Cena. How about a bit down the card? Why don't you? There you go. So, and uh, I think Little, little Jimmy might want to make an appearance. I mean, were they having a custody battle over Little Jimmy by chance? Oh, man, I remember that one. Oh, uh, well, man. let's see. We've also got um, Xavier Woods and AJ Styles, who both got their indie start in South Carolina. That's right. Both of them. Uh, both of them uh, pretty heavy wrestlers uh, in the Cornelia area. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ when it was Wildside, and uh, Xavier as Consequences Creed yeah. uh, when it became NWA Anarchy, and eventually he became Austin Creed. Okay, yes, or that's maybe right, it was man. back and forth. No, there was two yeah. Creeds. Definitely. Yeah, it yeah. was. And they both. Uh, they both were in TNA, or not TNA. Well, they were both in TNA, but they both wrestled in Cornelia. And I, I remember, you know, I like to tell the story when Joe and I went up there for GWH, and they were both visiting from TNA, and they were the first two people to welcome people through the door yeah. to it's introduce themselves. It's a, the, 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 I don't know how it is up there now, but I know back then we walked in, in for that, and there was a Les Thatcher clinic. Um the guys, uh, the the politeness and the professionalism that they had in that building, to people walking in early, taking part of it was was. You don't find that everywhere, no. so so it was pretty cool. So it, it is nice to see both of them excelling. I think what most people are curious about, and what most people talk about, is they were like at the tip top. What's happened to them? Mm. They're, they've kind of like. And AJ's almost kind of sort of been shoved in with a bunch of other wrestlers that are kind of mm. yeah. But I don't. I wouldn't worry at all about AJ. And I don't mean I'm I'm a I'm an average fan of AJ. But I mean his ability and stuff, especially for his age. And I don't mean to kind of knock on his age, but he's getting up there. Um, good lord, man! I wouldn't worry about him at all. I mean he's one of the best wrestlers in WWE right now. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Well, and I was going to say, when you were saying, you know, Cornelia and he had wrestled here, and he was re- there's not too many places AJ Styles has not wrestled on this earth. True. And, I mean, when you look at this, the end of WCW, and you kind of go back, it kind of brings this another point of the show, was in his cruise when he was teamed with Air Paris. I thought he was, a, I thought he, this guy's going to go somewhere. And they had their WCW still been up and running. He we, he might have been. It might have been a different story with AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. I think TNA didn't give him a proper push. You know, like they had him with the big push angles and stuff, but he was always one of the guys with yeah. it. You know, 
Well, he had he did have a good program with Angle. Speaking of Angles, yeah, true. So that was pretty good. You know, we had we actually had uh, the um, AJ and Paris in one of our, our matches. Yeah, and Air Paris messaged us. Yeah, he wasn't too he wasn't too happy that we kind I of think like he was just full kind of ragged on him because I guess the match was originally supposed to be Let's listen, he was supposed to be involved. Well, he didn't end up in the match. <laughs> it ended up AJ and Sabu. In, oh, in one of those, in one of those, and, and back in the day, oh, in one of those indie matches. So, oh wow, <laughs> he was like, "What do you say? Thanks for, thanks for for murdering me, or yeah, something like that." So we love you, dude. I mean, yeah. you're from here, man. It's <laughs> all good. Sitting beside the Iron Sheik drinking, he's like, "Let <laughs> oh, me message these two. Man. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> fuck these two, and let's message the Iron Sheik, you baby. Uh, first, we're gonna suplex all four of them, put them in camo clutch. I ain't gonna do the rest of it." Jabronis. We'll make you humble. We'll humble you. You weak American, you do not message them. America number one, Hak Pui. <laughs> Fuck you. I'd have a good day. Oh, all right. Let's see. We've got Cedric Alexander and the Hardys, who are both from North Carolina. North Carolina. You have some, you have some new school and some old school. Yeah. Both, uh, both kind of getting a push in WWE. One of them... Has been around at Indies all over. I, I can't tell you how many times I saw him. Um, actually, last time I want to say I saw him was at Patriots Park, Cedric really? Alexander. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and, and, of course, the Hardys um, at one time as a tag team at individuals big in WWE. Both went off to TNA. I guess they got so big in TNA that the WWE had to bring them back. Yeah, their YouTube hits were crazy. So, you can't really go wrong with the Hardys. They are so. If if you follow indie wrestling, and in, in particularly in South Carolina and particularly in this part of Georgia, and you go to indie wrestling shows, for the past ten years, it is evident the impact that the Hardys had on their initial run in in, w, in, in WWE. Excuse me, because. You could go to an indie show and watch every match, and every match would consist of nothing but hot spots. There would be no working it. It's got to be, how many hot spots can we fit in here? How high can we jump off something? What crazy thing can we do? Luckily, the last couple times we've gone out to indie, we have noticed that people actually like working it. Yeah. You know, not, not that it's easy to do high spots, but if you have 20 high spots in the first match... What's the audience is going to give a crap about in the last match? Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. think they were victims of their own ability for a while because they came in, nobody was doing that. And then they had that match with Christian and Edge, and uh, who else was in that? Oh, the Dudleys. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And um, oh, the Dudleys. After that, you know, it was just the crowd wasn't happy if they didn't see a centon bomb and uh, multiple things. And Jeff is still capable of all that, which yeah. is crazy. Let me show this. What do you think they're gonna? Are they gonna bring back the uh, the broken angle? I don't know. I because well, because I think they, I think they're having that issue with TNA. I think Reby's trying to handle that right. in, trying to see if they can. Uh, he, he created. He actually has a. I think Matt had to. He has kind of a right to it. Right. But it hadn't been an official, so he's he's got the create. He's but he but he just it's like a whole thing of he created it. 
He sealed it, but there's something TNA's holding back. Yeah. Could be like say, work for hire. I will say in an interview on the network with Corey Graves just like a week ago or something, they're sitting in the stands before the doors open and just doing one of those, I forget which tab it's on there, but um, Matt looks over and tells him, he's like, I'm not even going to say if we do it, he goes, when we do it. So, yeah, he feels pretty strongly that it's his. And then um, Jeff's middle name is Nero, so they can't take that. Yeah. Like on his driver's license, not many people know that. That's his middle name. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, while they do push Jeff as this high flyer, mm-hmm. I mean, if you really look back at his first run, you know, when WWE, well, not the first run, but his big first run, the the CM Punk matches, uh, you know, that eventually led to him leaving the company, they were just good wrestling matches. Yeah. That the high points were the hot spots were put in the right spot. And and I think, I think you know I I can think back to uh, when when TNA Hogan and them came in, and at the time TNA was like had the six the original six right inside the ring, and everything was like high spots, fast pace, and Hogan and them they said let's slow it down, and they had that first pay per view which was pretty bad, but the best match because it was sandwiched in the middle of these old school matches was the X Division match. Because it wasn't nine matches of X Division, you know, and ECW proved that you can do that because they always had these hardcore matches, but then they would have these cruiserweight matches that were technical in the middle to change a pace. And they had a belt for that, didn't they? X, the X Division belt. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Some superstars came out of that. Yeah. Really good high flyers. A lot of a lot of current people in WWE, NXT, <coughs> TNA. Eric Young, Austin Aries. Austin Aries. We were just talking about the Hardys. Of course, you know, bouncing back and forth. Um, um, Glorious. Glorious guy, NXT, NXT champion. Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. All right. All right, so who else we got? We got a couple of South Carolina natives. We got The Big Show and Shelton Benjamin. Well, you know, I think I think The Big Show really only got like a five-minute push <laughs> to be part of the Enzo yeah. and Cass thing. He did. But... Gotta admit, it's always nice to see the big show. Yeah. You know, there's really he's just a fun guy. He's he's, he's <laughs> I read somewhere he had done more house shows than anybody else on the active roster. I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh, no wouldn't be surprised. Like, he's in the best shape of his life. Well, even if he's not on TV, <laughs> if he's wrestling at, at a show on Monday, Tuesday—I mean, not Monday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday—you know, whatever non-TV match. It is to see his name there. You do kind of like want to see him. I don't know why. He's just yeah. that guy. It's like, oh, I'll go. Big Show will be there. I mean, he's just one of those that's been there a long time, like Kane and The Undertaker. Yeah. He's been there nearly 20 years. You got these staying power wrestlers, and he's one of them. And he's like a Kane. He's going to be, he's going to be, well, pretty much as you know, Kane's running for the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. Is um, it actually Knoxville? Yeah, mayor of Knoxville. Wow. And the uh, fact right. of the matter is, in a way, Big Show has unofficially become the senior member of the locker room now, mm. because he's been there yeah. over. He's been there, um, eighteen years. Yeah, and Taker's gone. Well, yeah, he's been, he's moving to the point where you know he's he's doing the the, the putting people over. I mean, the, yeah. the match with Braun Strowman was. I mean, usually you put two big people together and it's like a whole match. That was. A really good match that they had a couple what a couple months back yeah. to put Braun Strowman over. Yeah, I hate it when people people over. 
I hate it when he gets beat for some reason, especially in the best shape I've ever seen, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he does. Uh, you remember? Um, he could be putting over Mark Henry right now, though. Yeah, I was going to say Mark Henry when you were saying one of the longest guys in the biz. Um, I read he was retiring this year, but I haven't seen him WWE kind of do anything for that. Um, but this will be his last year as an active guy. Yeah, but he wasn't making as many appearances as Big Show was on the no, roster. No, Big Show still got a bus going from show to show to show to show. Yeah. Mark Henry just, I haven't, I can't even, I don't know, I'd have to do a search on the network to see when the last time he was on TV. And it's been a long time. We know our other South Carolinian. What is it? South Carolinian. Linian. Is that right? Yeah. When you're the you're the high school guy. Is that right? Yes. South Carolinian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got mentioned like what about a year ago when uh, when a bunch of other people were were starting to come in, and I think what he he got an injury it kept him from coming back. That's one that I was very excited about because I, I, I thought that he was a pretty exciting wrestler, kind of like a, along the lines of, I thought, to me, more solid than Kobe Kingston. Um, probably more technical yeah. wrestler than Kobe. Uh, probably one of the better technical wrestlers of, of the back in the day, the young guys that were wrestling. You guys think he's going to come back? Do you think he's going to deal with the injury and still be able to come back because I, I think I think he, I, if he can come back I think he would be a great addition especially with Angle there I won't disagree at all but I don't know because I've seen it play out either way in the past I'd like to see him back that that would that would be nice and, and you know Orangeburg South Carolina native you know Orangeburg long time indie spot for mm-hmm. wrestling in particular I think I want to say the last few years CWA mm-hmm. um, down there um, so yeah, that would be really great. I, I know I was excited. I've, I've always, a lot of times you see the the wrestlers from from back then, and you're kind of like after a while you're like, oh my god, they're in another match. And I thought he was just going to be the next, you know, huge thing they were going to put over and polish, and then it didn't quite go that way. And so that's why I don't know. It could go either way. And speaking of Shelton Benjamin, I think the dumbest thing they ever did with Shelton Benjamin was put Thea Vidal as his mom. <laughs> <laughs> and to quote the uh, ever-present Hurricane, what's up with that? <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, so now we're we're going to move down to a couple wrestlers from Florida. Yep, down in, in into Hurricane territory. And, the, and, and, and when, when we're talking hot, <laughs> we're talking about over either good or bad, one way or the other. Definitely in the mix the last couple years, and those two wrestlers would be Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. Both Floridians. Both Floridians. And both both with the lineage. <coughs> yes. Too. Both yeah. both Huge lineage, in fact. Especially on, well, no, both sides, really. I was going to say especially Roman, but no, Bray Wyatt may have more heritage on this. Yeah. He, he definitely does. I mean, good Lord, Blackjack Mulligan. As your, as your grandpa. <laughs> That's huge. So, so, why can't they get Roman Reigns over? I don't know. That's crazy. I think the WWE Universe just likes the trend of booing the guy. I think it's just, it's kind of like Brother Joe when he gets fixated on something. He he takes it three or four months after it was no longer news. I think they're holding on to that. It's kind of like the angle sucks thing, but not as cool. Yeah. You know, you suck. I mean, but that was something he embraced. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Other than that, man, I, I do not know. The guy's great. He's good in ring. He's yeah. actually 
wasn't as good as promos. Now he's fine, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Does great promos, as good as anybody. He uh, he really sells others off. Like even in the middle of matches, he wins. He sells the other other moves. Oh no doubt. And I don't know. He, he's underrated. You think you think it's going to take a, a a changing to heel for him? Maybe. I think they've tried that already. Um, I don't know. Like they've tried the the part where I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm the guy. You know, they tried the middle of the road, they tried the hill, they tried the face. I don't know. Right. Like, I, I don't know, man. Maybe just go back to the shield and call it a day. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> come on. You don't think uh, you don't think uh, he could super booze maybe if he took out Finn Balor? Uh, I think Finn Balor might be up there with Seth right now as far as the reaction that the WWE Universe gives a particular superstar in either brand right now. I think... Um, Seth and that guy they get the biggest uh, the match Monday night he was in with the Hardys you mentioned yeah everybody else kind of came out to their music and everything and then you had Finn walking through so much smoke it was 30 seconds before I saw him do the jacket thing <laughs> yeah um, and I think he actually had to walk around it and they walked around it came out but I mean everybody shows their hands to his music and and that's something they hadn't lost and you remember yeah. he was the first Universal Champion yeah, the first, and I mean they were huge on him then. And something Will mentioned about turning him into the Demon King—that SummerSlam match when he was the Demon King—it was one of the biggest main events SummerSlam had in four or five years. So I agree, the Demon yeah. King—if you pop that in and out when you want, man, I think he could be huge. I yeah. don't know if putting Roman Reigns—I think that might hurt Roman. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. It, you know, it, it's it's a. Uh, I know it's not of the caliber of Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know whoever thought that yeah. was like a marquee match is beyond me. We're all I mean, I don't know. When 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 he won that, I, I I don't know. I the first thing I thought was I know when in the next month I'm going to take a nap. That's exactly what yeah. I said. Yeah. So, When's the last time you've seen Brock and he's always the main event? When's the last time you watched a Brock match? And it was not anticlimactic. His first WWE run, <laughs> true. <laughs> Back with Angle or something like that. Because yeah. man, like, even last, what was the Petwick pay per view where he busted Orton open? Yeah, that was like when that almost a year ago. Yeah, at least yeah, about a year ago. Yeah, so for a year and a half, they've all been very anticlimactic. Like you, you feel like like I'm glad I don't pay the money that I used to pay for pay per views. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be mad. So 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 on the other hand though we have Bray Wyatt right Bray Wyatt for what like three years now I've been doing the same thing yeah. he basically finds a new person he stalks them he says he's going to do something yeah. uh, they end up battling and then he moves on yeah or they end up joining the Wyatt family yes and then they do a turn <laughs> angle so so is he going to oh continue something with Orton. Or do you think he's going to mm-hmm. find somebody else to stalk? Uh, Seth right now, right? It, yeah, Seth, Seth, it's, Seth, it's, Seth is stalking. He's all about, um, and Seth's doing a good job of like being anti all the cryptic stuff that usually everybody else kind of feeds into or whatever. Um, I think this would be one of Bray's better feuds for a while. Yeah. Um, because Seth's great. And I think they did have some matches in NXT. So I think they have pre- had previous workings before. So I think that would be, in terms of wrestling... It would be a good wrestling style match, but in terms of the, it's just the only problem is with that. I just hope they can get the build up right 
of yeah. it instead of this hastily sped up build up like they usually have with wrestling. Well, I mean, you know, it wouldn't hurt to be able to watch another big event and see like slugs and stuff in the ring. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, it would. I, um, I think that his whole thing, the whole shtick with Bray, is just ongoing vignettes. And, you know, like each week with the, like you say, the worms and stuff. And then, ho, ho, ho. And then he starts talking, like, from the Bible, you know, with the old verses and stuff. But, you know, I got to say at the end of the day that he's one of the more successful superstars. Um, if you've been to a live event where he's at, it's kind of, it's one of the most, I've been to a lot of wrestling matches, and it's really different whenever everybody holds that cell phone up, and it's completely dark, but yet the place is lit, yeah. and um, I don't know, even though they probably don't like him, nobody's really buying Bray White merch, but I still think he's he's a big draw. Well, who knows, maybe he'll do the smart thing and get Bo Dallas to join the, the White family. <laughs> It'll be unbelievable. It will be. <laughs> there you go. It I probably like would Dallas. be. I think he's kind of cool. He's got that kind of creepy lantern thing that he does. Yeah. I don't know. That mm-hmm. gets me. Yeah. Let's yeah. not avoid the the what the latest stuff he's into. A little uh, what's what will we call that? The Miz. Uh, no, the JoJo girl. The whole wife yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> like he's. I don't know. We all know Vince. Like if Vince takes something the wrong way or thinks you put his company or something in jeopardy, he will bury you. He even did that to Triple H. I think Titus O'Neil's still paying for that Daniel Bryan retirement day. <laughs> um, so or the I, or the hug to Vince McMahon. Yeah, that walking up that ramp. Um, I don't know how Vince takes that whole thing with him and his ring announcer. You know, because Lillian Garcia was the model of you know elegant, nice. And then this girl's already in the news with Bray Wyatt and mentioning court documents and a divorce. So. I'm not sure. I just hope that Vince... And I, and I don't think he will take it that personally and bury him because of what we mentioned earlier, his whole legacy, his family, um, everybody. But there's a chance because nobody's bigger than Vince. He has the final say. I'm Vince McMahon, damn it. <laughs> Iron Fist. He even took on God once. <laughs> yeah, he did. So, and he um, won my four feet. He died once. There you go. Yeah. Well, before we jump into our brief commercial break... Uh, there have been, for, for about a year now, right, there have been rumors going around about a certain Hulk Hogan returning to the WWE after some uh, questionable comments. And where's Hulk Hogan from originally? Here. Gus, Georgia? Here. That's why he's in this segment. Yeah. yeah. He won't admit it, but yes, he was born down at St. Joseph's. Yep, yep. And he, went Trinity, to, yeah. and he briefly went to kindergarten at Nationals Elementary. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so... A, will Hulk Hogan come back? B, are they going to do anything with him? And C, will it matter? C is the first one. Um, what do you think, Will? Um, they're going to have the history. The, the, they're going to have to rewrite WWE history again. That's where <laughs> it goes wrong because they've already erased him. They've erased him to the Hall of Fame. They've erased his title reigns. You can't uh, search him on the network. <clears throat> nope. So they got to put all, so they got to get all that footage back. Oh, so man, the marketing and all that that's going to be a pain in the butt. Um, but the thing about Hogan is you can you the only thing with Hogan is you got to have him on appearances. You really can't do angles with Hogan because he looks. I mean, he's a decrepit old man. And granted, the fact that his Dubois knobs huh, will not be around. <laughs> so unfortunately, if you bring Hogan, you got to bring you got to have beefcake and knobs yeah. drag around, so to speak. 
It's gonna be a lot of work for them to bring him back. A lot of work that they it probably would. won't want to. But no, I don't know about that because mm-hmm. um, Vince is is dark as he is and everything. We're just talking about how he will bury people. Yeah. He's also very appreciative of people that helped his company along the way. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I would bring Hogan back because of the pressure of today's society. You know what I mean? That's just something you don't want to touch, especially as a business mm-hmm. owner. And then your wife's like in the government now, working in the uh, yeah, that right. advisor to those <laughs> yeah, president, like, advisor to the president. How's it gonna look? And, and there just may be too much pressure for Vince to even answer this. You know, so so maybe maybe someday, but maybe it's not the time now. I don't know. I think if you I, wait too long. Yeah. I was going to say, there's not much longer. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's it. I, I think if Vince could, without any backlash, he'd already be back because he's very appreciative for Hulkamania building the company. I, I think at the end of the day, um, where they'll use marketing more is uh, for marketing to decide uh, if it's going to be a moneymaker. And if it's worth the money, then they'll bring him back because at the bottom of the day, it's... All about money. Is there an angle where he could be like the spokesman for uh, a PSA, you know what I mean, or something, and kind of, you know, do something to appease everybody, make them go, okay, well, the guy, you know, yeah, the sports athletes have done this for decades. Yeah, there's something, yeah. Yeah, there's something, you know, if, if the right people sat down, they could go, okay, here's how we couldn't get any backlash out <coughs> well, of this. Well, he could, uh, he could, he could, uh, be the manager for the world's strongest man on his retirement tour. Well, or you could have, uh, or here's the thing: you could have, uh, well, Booker T. He could really endorse Hogan because initially, when they got when the whole N-word situation came out, um, Booker T. support was supportive of Hogan. Yeah, as well as Virgil and a lot of the black wrestlers were behind Hogan. Yeah, I think Mark Henry was one of the ones that actually took offense real hard to it. Like I do, and, but we all know Mark Henry also almost got a uh, fabulous Thunderbird. Uh, Michael PSA, yeah, yeah. It was up to Mark Henry if Vince McMahon let him go or not, hmm. and it was something to do with a racial slur or something like that. So it all ties in nicely. But uh, at the end of the day, I think they would bring him back if they could, because yeah. um, just like The Rock and just like Stone Cold, those are three huge stars that made that company. Oh yeah. Upwards, man. Together, maybe a billion dollars altogether. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe Booker T might be the right person because in WCW he did refer to Hulk Hogan, if I remember correctly, <laughs> as the N word. Yeah, that's right. And so, it was, a, and it's a very over, and it's a very searched yeah. uh, interview oh, on yeah. YouTube it to is. this very day. Oh, it <laughs> sure is. Good lord. So, well, all right. Uh, so I guess we should uh, we should do what? Yeah, we're gonna bop off to our sponsors real quick, and then we'll be right back. Cool. So we'll see y'all in just a minute. Hey guys, this is Stoney from GWH TV. If you're like me and dig your wrestling old school and from the South, check out Georgia Wrestling History Online for archives, current area indie shows, and results, plus cool discussions on GWH Radio. Just visit gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. Georgia Wrestling History, capturing the legends of yesterday and covering the stars of today. You wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest classic wrestling in the world. GWH on the Georgia Wrestling History Network. Classic matches, classic look, just classic. Check us out on the GWH website and at facebook.com backslash GWHTV. 
sitting here again with Stoney and Will and Mike, and we are jumping into our main event segment for the night. So we will not be talking about the WWE for the whole rest of the show. No, from here on out, it's WCW. We're talking about the Great American Bash matches from 89 to 2000. Uh, Stoney sent out some matches for a poll. He did a little bit of research. Well, 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 I didn't send out matches. What I did was, is I looked online at different polls, and then I sent out an email to a bunch of uh, wrestling fans, wrestling friends, West wrestling insiders, and uh, you guys. Yeah, all right. So, so we you guys decided are in the poll. we decided to keep it to this period. So of course, you know, before this was the uh, NWA Great American Bash, which is basically the first few years was. Basically, a tour. 88, the year that Mike kind of referenced when we first started talking about this, was uh, Baltimore, Maryland, the first year that they actually had an event, I believe. And then when it became WCW, it was 89 to 2000. And of course, shortly after that, for a short period of time, WWE, after buying WCW, had their own Great American Bash, which uh, part of the fun of this when looking for Pole's top matches, a good bit of them were. You can tell who the younger fans were because a lot there were quite a few WWE matches. But being that we are Georgia based, we want to concentrate on 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 Southern, and I wanted to concentrate on an actual annual event, not a tour. And the easiest way to do that, and GWH kind of agreed with me, was to stick to the WCW years. And so we did all the math, and we got what looks to be a top 10 of matches that we will ponder, discuss, dissect, and stuff like that. So you have the top 10. And I also want to say, in making this top 10, we do not censor. We do not pull a WWE. We do not leave out any matches that included certain wrestlers that just happened to commit certain crimes that have been wiped off the planet. So... Um, what people voted for is what we included. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter what stupid stuff and what horrible stuff they may have did. So there's a couple matches. So if you're listening to it and, and you're not happy that we mentioned a particular roster, it's, um, yeah. you don't erase history. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and, and that's up to you. If you want to, <laughs> if you if you want to boycott or whatever, you know, hell, whatever. You know, yeah, but just change free music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And let's just say that all this is before they did whatever tragic or horrific or outlandish thing they ever did. Exactly, it's part of wrestling history. We want to celebrate that history. Yeah. So well, I've got the top ten list here. I'm going to run through it, and then, then uh, I guess we're going to sit back and chat a little bit about what we feel about it. See if there's some matches might need to be moved around here and there. See what's up. Yeah. I'll start from the bottom here. Number 10, we've got the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Diamond Dallas Page in 97. This is a Falls Count Anywhere match, and Randy Savage won. Randy Savage. Randy Savage beat DDP. Mm-hmm. When DDP was, like, smoking hot. Yeah, he did. And Randy Savage was what? NWO. He was yep. NWO. And I'll be honest, those are two guys that uh, I really like, like in the whole era back then. Even the Attitude Area on the other brand. I love DDP. I'm watching that. All right. And number nine, we've got Chris Benoit and Kevin Sullivan in 96, another Falls Can Anywhere match. And Benoit won, won that match. That's so right. a mouthful right there. Benoit, of course. <laughs> the wrestler we were referencing before right. the the thing right here. And was this when he was this the uh, wife swap angle? 
Oh, man. Good question. Because they had a couple <laughs> batches, then some were on. Because, well, because I, well, cause Kevin books Nancy to go with Chris, and we all right. know the story. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. So it, he all, booked his own divorce. It's all Kevin's fault. Everything. So, but I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, you take then somebody who is 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 just about to hit the prime of their career, going against a veteran, you know, that knows the ropes. I mean, you it, it's not a surprise to see that this is concluded anywhere in in, in great matches. You know, so in my opinion, Benoit's been in some great matches. Just, just they were on Nitro alone. Yeah, you know, some of the best matches you ever see. Yeah. And the thing about it is, what's becoming more prevalent is you look at Benoit's pre WCW stuff when he was Pegasus Kid in Japan. I mean, his Stampede stuff was phenomenal. Yeah. Just watching the work way, just watching him, just watching the storytelling was tremendous. Yeah. Well, let's see. Number eight on our list, we've got a TV title match. I'm Sandy Scott with the National Wrestling Alliance, and we are here for the signing of the World Television Championship between Sting and the Great Muda. This belt will be up at stake. Sting, have you read the contract through? You know I have, just to make sure that nothing's been switched around, though. Might as well take a gander at it. July 23rd, pay-per-view, Great Muda versus Sting. That's it. I read it. I know what's going on. Mr. Hart, have you read this contract? I have. I have. But I'd like to make a statement before I sign this, if you don't mind using your pen. I want you to know, Sting, that I feel that you are the top athlete in America. I don't care if it's boxing, wrestling, football, basketball, hockey, or checkers. To me, you're the best thing the United States has. He's the best Japan has. And you're going to lose. You sign that, please? I wouldn't be quite so cocky if I were you, Gary. Confident. Confident. Well, you're overly confident, I think. Good luck to both men. We'll see you next You can't really go wrong with 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 any any match involving <laughs> Sting and the Great Muta. Um they had some classic matches, period, together, and they had a pretty pretty good rivalry. This is from the first year of the WCW uh, Great American Bash. Um, there's really you can you can sit here and go on and on about great things about this match. There's really nothing bad you can say about this match. Um, and then of course you know this was this was Sting in his full on colorful, yeah, you know before NWO. It's a little rat tail. <laughs> so this was, uh, yeah, this was Sting. It, it's kind of funny because you know a lot of a lot of people, especially people that have seen Sting the last few years going to the Hall of Fame, they think of him, you know, they think of him looking like the Crow and stuff. But you know, Sting full on Billy Idol haircut, bright colors was ten times hotter than uh, yeah. Sting. Venice Beach, California. Oh yeah, I mean man. kids with masks. Yep. I mean at every show, my daughter. You see my daughter in, in, in one of yeah. the uh, the clashes, yeah. uh, and she's we're sitting in front, we're right here in Augusta, and she made her own sting mask. Cool. It's the only person she knew. Yeah. And the thing about Muda too, and just looking at Kijimoda, and just look at his—he's got a family lineage from wrestling. I mean, he was really white hot in Japan, but I think they said the only problem Muda didn't get over because of language barrier. He still had some language issues, but he had. But most people didn't know he wrestled in Florida as the White Ninja. 
And he was also super black ninja and world class. And he was, he looked tremendously good and was fairly over with the crowd. And he actually, he did get heel reaction, but as to, as he kept going, and I've looked at some of his latter matches, he was getting face reactions. And I kept thinking, are they going to turn this guy face? But then early 1990, where's Muda? What happened? But man, he was a phenomenal talent. The green mist and the red mist. And there's no doubt it's one of the best matches because they wrestled, what, 30,000 times? So they, just, they were due to have a good, good, good pay-per-view match. Yeah. Well, let's see. Moving on up, number seven, we've got the Midnight Express and the Southern Boys from 1990, an NWA-US tag title <coughs> match. And the Midnight Express won that one out. That's right. Yeah. Great one, Midnight. I don't think I've ever seen a bad Midnight Express match. Corny, mm-hmm. and I mean, Dennis, Lover Boy Dennis, Beautiful Bobby. No if bad. it's Corny, no. Sweet Stan Lane, Beautiful Bobby, there was not been a bad Midnight Express match. When they were, when you see them on TV with job guys, they were very helpful to the job guys. Except for the Wee Willie Wilkins story and the Smelly Guy story. <laughs> if you ever watch YouTube, look up the Midnight Express and the Smelly Guy, and look up uh, Wee Willie Wilkins. All right, hey, I, I like the uh, I always like the, the the scaffold match that we had episodes and episodes and episodes yeah. ago on our TV show. Yeah. Was it them and the Rock and Roll Express? Yeah, yeah, that was a good match. Now the Midnight Express should have their own section of the museum whenever it's all said and done. Oh no doubt, in history they should have their own. Like you open the door and walk into the Midnight Express room with just walls and walls of stuff. Yeah, I think, a, just, lot, I think a lot had to do with it was. Was I think the Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, probably was a little bit. Their their big matches were a little bit before this, yeah. before the Great American Bash. Yes, Plus, no I doubt. guess they probably took each other on so much that you know it was like, oh, it's a change of pace. Having yeah. these, the the Southern Boys and having Cornette involved in any match is good. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a funny guy. I mean, even, oh. he, even if even if he is embittered about wrestling not being the same way, but the fact of the matter is, his contributions to the business are excellent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, the fact, and the fact that he he hates uh, the insane cloud posse is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I can raise my hand. I'm not a big fan of ICP. Yeah. So. I don't know much about them other than they look stupid. So <laughs> that's about all you need. <laughs> well, let's see. Next, we, our, our number six spot on the list. We got Booker T versus oh Chris Benoit again. This match is from '98. It's a best of seven, and Booker faced. Fit Finley after for the WCW TV title. Sorry, Sorry if it sounds like I'm reading, I am. And, and Booker so, won that Fit Finley match, right? That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, basically, it was a, a best of seven winner. It had to go through hell and back. Yeah. To 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 face Finn Finley. He even took that for a head, belt headbutt off yeah. the top. Yeah, yeah. But as far as best of seven seven series goes, probably one of the best. Seven series that's probably yeah. been. I mean, um, I mean, think about it. you have Booker T in his prime. Yeah, Chris Benoit just starting to hit his prime in WCW before going to WWE. Easily classic, easily classic. So uh, I would have to say that the uh, and for people that aren't aren't really familiar with uh, with history. Um, the best of seven match matches actually ended with eight matches because match seven was actually tossed out. And so they had to have an eight the an yep. actual eighth mm-hmm. match to actually decide who was going to go on. And much like when we talked about this earlier, much like when the 1980 American hockey team beat the Russians, 
the anticlimactic part was then they went on to face France or Sweden, one or the other, for the gold medal. Nobody cares. Nah, Nobody yeah. remembers. He goes on to face Finn Finley, which was far less eh, compared to the match with Booker sure. T. So. And, and Booker T was notorious for best of matches because he had a, a few years later in the WWE has that best of five with Cena. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that one's fun to watch. Let's see. Uh, number five spot on our list. We Suck have Booker and Ricky Steamboat from 1989 to U.S. Title match and Luger wins by DQ. Luger was the champ, and 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 here's the thing: Luger gets a lot of flack for being a worker. Maybe so, but can you think of how many people can you think that are better than Steamboat? And Steamboat, <coughs> Steamboat can make me look look like I'm having the best match on the face. Yes, of the that's what he did in this match. You know, um, easily. Luger really just Luger's had better matches on the Power Hour, but Ricky Steamboat made this match. And do y'all remember him coming out on what looked like a two by six, being carried out? Yeah, and, I mean yeah. he almost fell like three times. Yeah, when well, they were holding, lowering him, and yeah. he was holding his iguana, the dragon, right yeah. on, right on, and it had like leather jacket on with spikes and everything. Yeah. Um, and wasn't that supposed to be a? Uh, uh, no DQ or either falls anywhere and Luger was like no I'm the champion it's gonna be straight up and then the final was a no count out right it was something and Ricky was like okay well originally it was supposed to be no disqualification and that was you know Great American Bash that was you know the two rings right and Luger came out and he said okay well if it's gonna be that way I'm gonna walk away that's right and uh and Steamboat said no I will take the stipulation and uh you you would think automatically that you know, Luger would get himself disqualified to win the belt, but he ended up getting under a Steamboat skin, and and Steamboat actually chased him out up the ramp with the chair. And wasn't I can't remember, but wasn't that in Albany, Georgia? I think so. Yeah, might have been with yeah. Jesse Ventura and Jim Ross, I think, or Tony Schiavone and Jesse. Because no, I think Schiavone may have been on WWE at that time. We had the blonde hair. I do remember And that. no mustache. I've, I've watched that one from front to back. So I'm kind of, but they blur. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Number four on our list here. Oh, we got Dean Malenko and Rey Mysterio Jr. from 96. It's a cruiserweight title match. And Malenko wins. Malenko. Maybe wasn't the, the best personality on the face of the planet. But as far as wrestling a match. Yep. And, you know, these guys started in ECW with this stuff and took it to WCW. And uh, probably some of the, the best matches in DC, WCW were the cruiserweight matches. But, of course, you know, uh, during a lot of that time, you know, almost the only matches that actually got completed were the cruiserweight matches because the NWO kept interrupting yeah. every other match with big men. Yep. Um, you you can't go wrong, Malenko and Rey Mysterio. Uh, I was going to say there's nothing I can say or add to that that hasn't been said a million times on YouTube or podcast or anything about that kind of that's the same thing. If it had been Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko, or, oh yeah, and I mean their pedigree too with both stylists. I mean he had the angle he was Dean Malenko, Dean Simon, so he's actually kin to the Malenko. He had a brother Joe Malenko, Joe Simon, and the daddy. So there, so he's actually a second generation. He actually is a legit second generation wrestler. Mm-hmm. And Rey Mysterio's uh, second generation uncle, Rey Mysterio Sr. 
So you actually had, and most people don't realize it, they were you had two second generation wrestlers putting on a clinic in that particular yeah. match. You had some great cruiserweights at that time. I mean, you had them, oh, and, yeah. you know, Chris Jericho. Even the worst of those guys was yeah. great. Like a psychosis, your average cruiserweight. It was great. Yeah. You know, La yes. Parca. It was pretty good. <laughs> while we're at it, why don't we just bring up Liz Mark and the Bianos while we're at it, you know? <laughs> Those guys, they just were the meat of the show, you know, because everything else was just a real big build-up to a confrontation that was going to take place on pay-per-view, not that night. They were the wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Everything else yeah. was the show. They were the wrestling. Yep. So. Exactly. Well, we're down to our top three. Top three. And we got a, a another return name. We got Sting again. Versus Ric Flair from 1990. It's an NWA title match, and uh, Sting wins his first world title in this match. And I said, "This is a match I need to go find because I want to see this one." <laughs> well, if, if you YouTube it, you're gonna have to be specific. Yeah, they specific. They <laughs> I just like typed in literally matches. everything they I just in, said. Including the whole 60 minutes four times. Yeah, yeah, and that's just on TV. Some great match. Oh, that the one, the Clash wow. of Champions '88. Wow, yeah, classic. All right. Got Sting, got, got Sting nationally known was that particular match. Yep, yep. I mean, and, and the last <clears throat> match in WCW. The last night of WCW, the very last match, Sting versus Flair. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Flair doesn't I, like that match. He still talks bad about that match. Like, he was disappointed in himself. Well, I always well he had to wear the t-shirt. Yeah, that's right. He did wear a t-shirt. Now. In the late 90s, I had friends that were into wrestling, so that's how I got to know like the famous ones around that area of time so like the big ones you know Sting um, Hulk Hogan of course and of course you know one of my childhood I knew who Jake the Snake was (laughs) Jake the Snake but yeah um, it kind of blows my mind a little bit you know because I didn't really know that Sting wrestled before the 90s so, uh, yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm warrior, being real yeah. here, you know. I'm, I'm my my I'm still gaining knowledge, so it's very spotty. So Sting was a Sting was pretty much a, a god in the late eighties. He mm-hmm. was the he was yeah. the Hulk Hogan of the NWA WCW. Mm-hmm. Oh no doubt, he was god of the money he drew. Anyway, when you think you think what was what was crazy, you know, he started off with with Hellwig. You know, aka yeah, ultimate the Ultimate Warrior, as the Blade Runners, and they were world champions at the same time. Yep. One for WCW, one for the WWE. Yep. They were good so, too. They were both on top of their game. They technically, even though one has passed, still own a gym together. Like I guess his wife is the owner now, but um, it's in Florida, as a matter of fact. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And think about when you look at the whole thing with Sting. Um, Initially, when he was with Watts, he didn't really think much. Of, they didn't. They they hated the Warrior, as many of you hear yeah. about Warrior. They said Warriors drizzling shits, but mm-hmm. they but they said there's something something about Sting, and Sting was actually at one point bigger, muscular than the Warrior. Yeah. Oh wow! Look oh, at their old pictures of the Blade Runners. And yeah. I'll say uh, the week leading up to this match, Sting had a house show somewhere and uh, knocked his head for a loop. And they weren't sure if they were going to let him win the belt like they had planned or let Rick keep it. Because like, he was supposed to wrestle the next night, thought he was okay, and then was throwing up backstage from a concussion. Okay. That it was like a delayed, well, you know how it is. Sometimes you hit your head and then it's yeah. like 24 yeah. hours later. So, But this was the 80s, so he manned up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, not nowadays. No. <laughs> yeah, but everything was a little bit more. I mean, you know, quarterbacks. You know. Yeah. You you didn't get you didn't get touch with somebody's pinky and they fall you down. <laughs> Broken leg, but walk it off. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the Brady roll. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Sting, yeah, Sting's back. He's back Again. for number two versus Vader. Can't be the same the same Vader that pops into people's minds. Yes, when you say same, Vader. It's same, same Vader. Yep, he's still still wrestling. Yeah, real, all right. Well, I think he just recently had a heart attack or something an event in Japan or Uh-oh. something. Yeah, yeah, something. Did he? So. And yeah. supposedly they say he didn't have long. Supposedly they say he didn't have long to live. But I think that, and he lost weight too, and decided yeah. to keep wrestling. Okay, well, this so. one was from 1992. Was another NWA World Title match, and uh, Vader won. Yeah. That's right. And when you have Harley Race in your corner, it's kind of hard to lose. <laughs> there you go. It's so, you know, Vader was one of those. I mean, you, here, here's another case of, I mean, you know, they say, you know, agile and fast for a big guy. But Vader was still kind of cumbersome. Yeah. So, no, he was. So this was kind of another case of, um, you know, whereas the last match you had Sting and Flair. I mean, how do you go wrong with two wrestlers like Sting and Flair? Yeah. You know, the only way you can go wrong is if they counter each other yeah. too much um, and then we had, you know we had talked about you know Steamboat putting over Luger this is a case of, of Vader could have had the worst match of his career but he's in the ring with Sting who's in his prime and who was capable of making anybody look good <laughs> as, as good as Sting was at wrestling he was so good at selling yep. it was great and they fought a lot um, Vader put him in the hospital one night in Atlanta. Ooh, it yeah. was uh, is that well they they showed it the next week as another move that that messed his rib up, but it was actually that little splash from the turnbuckle out on the sting, and it was kind of the wrong off by an inch or something like that. Mm. And his rib kind of just dropped <laughs> out the side. Oh lord! And uh, yeah, that's on the uh, I saw that on the uh, the network. The coming back thing, Sting did or behind the scenes or whatever. It's uh, still on there. Okay, so you can like see the moment when. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it, that actual match is on the network as well. Okay, so and of course you know they had cl- that, that that classic, you know, uh, when they had the burger eating contest between the two of them, the White Castle of Fear. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it was, it was well, that was classic. That, that was that was, uh, was quite was, some vignettes. Was Vader oh, still uh, coming to the ring with that shoulder pad thing? I this, believe he was. I think so. Yeah. That's yeah. Harley races but when you, he would do but it. But you'd set it in the ring and it would shoot <laughs> like fireworks. Yeah, like smoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, come on. I mean, you know that that doesn't top like Mantar's headgear. So. <laughs> And here's the thing, just when you watch the thing, just one thing about Vader is I mean and you know, I don't know if he's had many videos, but his Japan stuff prior to WCW was phenomenal. He had some phenomenal Japan stuff. I yeah. you don't see many videos of it, but it was phenomenal. Yeah. Oh well let's see. We have we have another repeat at number one, but yeah. we also have a birthday boy at number yeah, one. Yeah, I was about to say we're coming full circle on this one. We got Ric Flair versus Terry Funk, the birthday boy. It's from '89. It's another NWA World Title match, and Flair takes that one home. Yep, he retains the title. You know, if it had been at James Brown Arena it, it, back in that time, it would have been a sixty minute match. Oh, easy, easy. So, and you know, it's 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 kind of funny because you know, you think of going. Long distance. Yeah, you know it. Who in 1989 would think like 10 years later or whatever that 
Funk would be dropped through stacks of tables in ECW <laughs> and and almost buried under a, a thing of chairs that the crowd has thrown sure. in the ring. Sure. I mean, who 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 even thought he would even still be wrestling? Or get pushed off the side of a stage by Road Dog and what's his name? Um, <laughs> And Billy, and Billy, um, there you go. badass, yeah, mm-hmm. badass Billy Gun. Who what is that? Garbage thought he'd be Chainsaw yeah. Charlie. Chainsaw Charlie. That's right. He's in the garbage can. That's right. It was, and that. I mean, even though they padded it, I'm sure he did fall off an eight foot, you know, yeah. thing onto the, to concrete floor. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have our top ten. Yeah, you guys, think of the list. I think Terry Funk and Ric Flair could stay at number one for sure. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no sure. doubt. Just the, just the names alone can stand at number one. I don't think AJ Styles could hang sixty minutes with those guys. He would have to readjust his style if he more planned to. Uh, I think that's number one. Um, number ten. Uh, as much as I love those two guys, and I said that when we talked about the match, I think that's one of the worst matches they had. Um, only because, like you said a while ago, Scott Hall came in did the thing and then like I think Randy Savage beat up four or five referees yeah. in that match and then, like, so Scott Hall's <laughs> then just dragging one over and you know sits there and does this one two th- I mean so it was a cheesy match but there were matches between those that weren't on Great American Bashes that were great and I still love the fact that it kind of made the list because um, Macho Man put DDP over but it was him that decided that he made his own decisions. And I remember I watched this past year's WWE Hall of Fame, the two days before WrestleMania on the network. And I seen DDP talking on the pre-show. Like, they were in a locker room one night. And this was before Clash of the Champions, I think. Yeah. And um, this was about uh, Bell. And and they were asking him. They came in. I, I forget who was doing the, the booking back then. And, writing but they came in and said so what do y'all want to do blah 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 he was putting on his boot and he's like you know what tonight I think I'm going to take the diamond cutter and that was the night he put DDP over and um, they went on to have some great matches we're, we're pretty good friends too so yeah. that helps and, um, but I think this one just the ending to it the writer should have been shot <laughs> it could have been yeah. such a great greater match yeah I mean but the only problem is that now you said you had to have the NWO jam yeah. down people's throats and I think I think about a year of the end. I think about six months in the NWA, NWA angle. I think people were getting sick of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, they did. They just didn't say anything. And, and, and what helped contribute to that is you had the spinoffs, the, what was it, the Red Wolf Pack? Yeah. NWA, yeah. Then you had, like, the Rey Mysterio Latino World Order. Then you, the Blue World Order with the Blue Meaning. I forgot yeah. about that one. Yeah, that, that just watered it down a lot until the NWO shirts that sold like hotcakes were not worth anything the, um, that's how you do it. Just run something to the ground. Vince Russo, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing that you can definitely say about our list, if you want to really think about the impact of WCW, the wrestlers from WCW, on the total history, not just Southern history, the total of history, you look at our list. You have Randy Savage, DDP, you have Sting, Booker T, Steamboat, Flair, Terry Funk. What do they all have in common? They are all members of the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I don't know. Sure. I'm not sure. Is Vader? Vader was no. put in. Was Vader, Vader put was in? put in because Cornette was kind of mad that he wasn't the one to do the 
Um, I don't know if they put Vader in yet. He hasn't been put in yet. Yeah, I think we should move this up. I'm for sure. He just got put in. Um, there you go. My memory point had nothing to do with Rock and Roll Express. Yep. Yeah, I yep. think Vader got in, and on the podcast, Cornette was kind of mentioning how he he kind of took it as a love letter <coughs> that he didn't get to induct him. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. Courtney can't do everything, <laughs> so yeah. so and you know it's uh, this last this last one was very southern heavy. So so, but all right, we had a great list. We want to uh, I want I want to mention though the reason that we're doing that we decided to concentrate on this is a it's we're, we're almost at the Fourth of July. Fourth of July used to be the time for the Great American Bash. Not exactly like the top of the list of the greatest series of pay-per-view events of all time, but still some great matches. That being said, in just a few days, on GWH TV, we will have our own Great American Clash, where we will bring you some classic matches, not from the Great American Bash, but some great... We'll have some Russians. We'll have some yeah. Germans. We'll have some great Americans. We'll have some Dusty Rhodes. And someone who eventually can, defects to Canada. Yep, somebody so. who eventually defects to Canada. Wow. So, um, yeah. It'll be a good time. All right, so you want to hit us up with a little bit of uh, social media. Yeah, definitely. You know, check out everything at the uh, gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com page. They have everything you need, birthdays, history, you know, what's going on today, wrestling years and years and years ago, indie stuff, uh, talk shows, all kinds of stuff. That's right. Everything that a wrestling fan could want. And then, of course, hit us up, or them. you can hit them up on Facebook, but you can hit up George Wrestling History TV, also on Facebook. We post mm-hmm. Every Monday on both places. Yep. So, any last words, guys? Mm, pretty good. <clears throat> Thank you. Phenomenal. Just Thank it's a phenomenal experience. Just um, living the old days of wrestling. I just I wish the younger generation would understand what the old school wrestling was all about. That's yeah. just phenomenal stuff. Just phenomenal. Uh, and these I'm matches. currently on that journey. So I learn a little bit more every week. So. I feel like there was definitely playing. There was definitely a time where you turned on wrestling, a new episode, and you did not wait thirty minutes for a match. You, you didn't. No. You had Crockett talking to what's his name, and boom, match. Shavati. Yeah. Yeah. That was by the thing. by. I think by the time I tried to start watching it when I was in like fifth, sixth grade, I turned it on and didn't just be talking for like yeah about twenty yeah. minutes. So and I was just like, what is this? And that all started during the Attitude Era, right, Stoney? Like, right around that mm-hmm. time when Stephanie was really involved a lot, it was just 30 minutes before it was even a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, last question. This has to be really, really quick. Then we're going to get the F out of here. If you were to go back in time and book the ultimate, say, Cold War, whatever, face versus heel, great American bash match, what would it be you first will? Oh, my, without a doubt, the Russians and the Road Warriors. Russian Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. Mike? That's a hard one, man. That's a real hard one. I would probably say uh, I wish I could take Sid Vicious back some years and have him face off with uh, gosh, what's his name? Gosh, I can't remember his name. He was huge back then. The big guy from the late 80s, early 90s. There wasn't a lot of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, another one. Um, Haku. I'd like to see Haku maybe fight, uh, I don't know, somebody of, of, of meanness caliber of his or, or more. Um, he always put on really great matches. Barefoot and all. He 
So I think he's underrated, really. And he'll sell you a car too. <laughs> I would I would say for me personally, and this Dusty and Uncle Ivan. Yeah. Doesn't get more American, doesn't get more Russian. Well, I mean sure. kind of Russian, but kind you know Russian. what I mean? Pull so it off. And and um and two people that I, I know for me personally, um made wrestling in a lot of ways. I was blessed to be able to meet two of them and actually have Ivan on a guest several times on our old podcast here. Two two great people to talk to, particularly Ivan Koloff. Mm-hmm. So and and always since we're speaking about uh, our area, longtime resident of North Carolina. So um, yeah. So hey, cool, cool. Yeah. Shoot them, thanks. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. It's great having you. All right. And, and we don't know what we're going to talk about next week because we haven't planned it yet. Yeah. I don't even know what that date is, but who cares? We're going to four, five, six, seven. Something like that. We'll see you on the seventh. But make sure you tune in to the Great American Clash um, because because uh, Kenny will be hosting naked. It's going to be great. He's going to be just wearing me. Oh, not naked. He's going to be wearing a. Red, white, and blue diapers. It's gonna be awesome. Sure you guys will really dig it. So, yeah, and you're gonna um, be disappointed. <laughs> so. Gosh, anybody traveling, be safe for the fourth. Definitely take, take us home. Yeah, take us so. home. Great. Well, thanks for checking out the first episode of Georgia Wrestling History TV Talk, and we'll see you next week, but not before you see us on Tuesday. Yep, USA, so. USA, USA. All right, thanks again for coming on, guys. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. Good night and good luck. Fuck you like a birthday. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. We'll beat your work for being a little man. Atlanta, GA, Hotlanta is the Freebirds town, man. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. A very spirited crowd here today at the Television Sports Arena.